How's it going, everyone? This is Dane on the Love Train at KSHS Radio. And this is Ethan. We're going to talk to you guys today about some stuff that is both controversial and interesting all at the same time. You're going to be scintillated. Ethan, why don't you tell them what that means? I don't know. I just like <laughs> using big words because I think it makes me sound smart. All right, Ethan. Well, I think, I think that's beautiful. I think you're beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, guys, just before we get into this show, we'd just like to tell you that uh, all the stuff and material um, and things we say are on behalf of the love train, not of KSHS or Sacred Heart. All statements made on this radio show are the opinions of Dan and Ethan, not of Sacred Heart schools. Yes. All right, let's jump into it. Let's let's, let's talk about Ethan. Parents who choose not to vaccinate their children. Oh Lord, Dan. Oh, oh no. Lord. Let's you, talk about it. You know what? I just look. It doesn't matter how educated you are. I don't care if you got a college degree, if you got a PhD, if you got whatever is beyond a PhD, and whatever is far below. Yeah, and like I don't care if you only went to kindergarten, like. You are making a horrible, stupid mistake if you don't vaccinate your children. And I agree, but why is that, Ethan? So, there's this thing, Dan. There's this idea of, like, crunchy parenting. (laughs) Crunchy parenting. I don't personally, I'm not a part of the movement. I don't know a lot about it. But essentially, it's like hippie parenting, Dan. Okay, so I'm assuming hippie parenting would include not really vaccinating your children. Right. And and you know what? I just think not everything is wrong with society, Dan. We don't always need to be like going against what society says. Some things, like vaccinations, are pretty good. I, I would say so myself. Now, do these crunchy parents, um, so to speak, so do, to they, speak. do they... Do they practice a different form of medicine, like maybe Eastern medicine, or are they entirely against Western medicine, or is it just vaccinations? I'm kind of confused. You know what? Honest, I have yet to meet an actual crunchy parent. Unfortunately, I've actually met one. Have you pl- shared in? Well, their child. I don't know if they got vaccines or not. You know, I was like probably in fourth or fifth grade, so I wasn't one to say, "Hey, have you gotten your vaccination yet?" Right. You know, but um. There were those parents that uh, just were not about taking their kids to the dentist every six months or yeah. uh, taking them in for a yearly checkup. Right. Or when they are sick, their parents would have them like do breathing exercises. Oh, that's another thing. Crunchy parents are all about home birth. Really? Yeah, not at the hospital. Like, at it, home. Can, can that be dangerous? Like, it can be incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to get a statistic on the amount of those home births that work out. You know what I mean? I would love to get that statistic. Wow. I mean, because if you think about it, you know, in this, you know, hundreds of years ago when, when when people didn't, or not even hundreds, you know, just probably around a century ago and, and further beyond that. Yeah, sure. That's when there wasn't any such thing as painkillers and all that. And exactly. lots of mothers died in the process of giving birth, right? I just think... Yeah, I just think, look, if you want to be a hipster, like, in your life, go ahead. But you got to pick and choose 
which which values which of society you, you, you want to bring back <laughs> like i'm not out here advocating for like us bringing back where you used to like cut people open and like bleed them because you thought they were like afflicted by demons or something i'm not about hipster medicine i concur i'm about hipster fashion like don't get me wrong I'm not about hipster fashion, <laughs> honestly, but <laughs> I'm not going to judge you as much if you want to wear some overalls and, like, lumberjack clothing and bring an axe around and have a beard. I'm on not a summer day. <laughs> on a hot summer day. <laughs> bring a typewriter uh, to Starbucks. I agree. I agree. Now, one of the things that hipsters tend to do is, you know, they don't drive cars because they're saying, you know, I'm going to save the environment, right? Right. So they'll ride bikes, probably not the normal bikes, probably ones with like the weird wheels. Definitely or fixed Maybe wheel bring bikes. back tricycles or something. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, just do something different than bike. Right. But uh, recently in Paris, actually on September 27th, they had a, a ban cars day, right? The land of the bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently the smog levels from that single day made 30 percent um wait what what what, i actually i gotta refresh myself on that statistic 40 percent there was 40 percent less nitrogen dioxide yeah which is the thing that produces smog in the air right that following day can we just talk about that like Let's let's talk about the little look. What if the whole world just took the day off of driving cars? And I don't mean to sound, you know, too hippie here, but I am saying it could make awesome effects for our environment. Dan, you and I are are members and leaders of the conspiracy club. Yeah, that we are. By the way, yeah, everyone right. should join. By that the way, club. shout out. You might get an email. You might not. Um, but look, the reason we use so much oil. It's because there's a conspiracy between all of the major world leaders and, like, the Middle East, specifically Saudi Arabia and Iran. Okay? The U.S. in the 1950s invaded Iran purely to get some oil. Who, like, you can't tell me that the U.S. isn't beyond... You know, some shady tactics to get their oil now. Like, we don't know what they're doing. We don't I mean, know who they're in bed with, colloquially. And while, while we're on that subject, let's talk about, you know, France. I'm pretty sure um, they're in a weaker state right now, if I'm correct, based on the their economy. Are they doing well economy-wise? Economically? I have actually no idea. <laughs> Me neither. But let's just say they're in a vulnerable, vulnerable state, just, just for our own... Interests. Aren't we all in a vulnerable state? <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, you dog. Anyways, uh, but, um, you know, maybe on that day, the 27th, when France decided to, you know, not use cars, secret agents from the U.S. went in and stole gasoline from all the cars. Oh, oh, definitely. It's without a doubt possible. Without a doubt. Yeah. Look, John F. Kennedy started it. And now Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and whoever is going to become president is just going to continue it. And I just think, I think we need to destroy all the cars in this world. I concur. I concur. So, speaking of cars. And speaking of not conforming. Speaking of um, mechanical objects, like a crane. And speaking of 
uh, something that is referred to as an ass, like a donkey. Like a donkey. Specifically a donkey. And speaking of TV shows on MTV. Right. Let's talk about Steve-O. From Jackass. Steve-O has been doing some interesting stuff lately. He's been arrested after he climbed a large crane to protest SeaWorld. Yes. Now, this started a massive protest with other people, and he was actually 100 feet above the ground. So there were the, the emergency services were actually genuinely concerned about this stunt. Right. Um... Yeah, what's your take on it? What's Look, your take on it? SeaWorld is a horrible place. I concur. And <laughs> it's honestly the way they treat their animals, the way they run their business just makes me sick. It's just SeaWorld is a horrible place. So, Steve-O, you know what? I don't I don't think he should put himself in danger. Like I don't think that's safe. I don't think it's fair to the emergency workers to have to come and get him, but I certainly support his message because SeaWorld really does suck. No, I agree, but, I mean, let's think about other instances. No, 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 never mind. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's not. Uh, anyways, uh, I just think it's pretty cool that he was yelling out that SeaWorld is a killer and... SeaWorld is a killer. He called himself Shammy because he carried a massive whale with him, I guess. SeaWorld poisons the hearts of our children and makes our enemies aggrieved. I agree. I agree. It's true. I mean, SeaWorld's just a fraud. I mean, let's talk about conspiracy there, dude. But, yeah. So, I just want to talk about this teenager, this teen. Our age. A teen? Were you saying teenager? <laughs> I was saying teenager. Okay. This, he, he went to sleep after a night of partying. This was in Britain. He was above the legal age. He's 19. Right. So, after a night of partying, he wakes up with a pizza box super glued to his head. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. True story. Wait, I'm just wondering, like, just so I can get the logistics of this. Did he have hair? He did have hair. So it wasn't like a shaved head? No. They just super glued a pizza box onto his luscious hair. Oh, and so this this boy, this teen, he goes to court and he sues the people who put the pizza box on his head. And he wins He wins some cash. How much, Guap? I, I want to say $1,000. I want I, That's conjecture on my part, but I want to say $1,000. That's pretty awesome. I mean, wow. I, I just can't believe... I mean, if he was out doing that kind of thing and he ended up getting his head super glued, my question is, how did he remember who did it? That is an excellent <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, thank Look, you. kids, just be safe out there. Just don't hang with people that are going to super glue boxes to your head. Now, speaking of... um. Super gluing boxes. Super gluing to your boxes head. to your head. Let's talk about cats, felines, kitties. <laughs> not uh, dogs. Not dogs. I want to talk about cats. I want to talk about cats. I also want to talk about cats falling 400 feet from crumbling roo rooftops or cliff, cliffs. Cliff cliffs. Cliff tops. Okay. So this this furry feline was white and brown. And it was walking 
on the edge of a crumbling cliff in Sussex, which is in Britain, for those of you who aren't into geography. And it just, I mean, like, what what happened, Ethan? So, basically, the cat slipped, which, if you know cats, that's uh, that's not common for cats, because they're awfully agile in their motion and in their <laughs> lifestyle. But the, <laughs> the deal was... It slipped and fell onto rocks about 125 meters below, which is around 400 feet. <laughs> and um, the cat actually wasn't seriously injured. It just, it fell, which ironically, it fell at a noted spot for suicide. So, maybe this cat was saying it. You know what? We, we can't know what the cat is thinking. <laughs> I just don't think we should, we should be slandering him like that. We should be saying those kind of things. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I'm just saying, if you guys search the picture of the cat falling, this isn't something firemen could do to go help the cat out of the clifftop. This is, the cat's going to die, but somehow it doesn't. I, uh, so a, uh, a spokesperson I mean, for the I, National Trust said, and I quote, he is such a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, just, I, I just would like to say this joke I've been thinking about. <clears throat> Looks like the cat still got nine lives. Uh, <laughs> thanks, okay. thanks. Ethan. All right, that was horrible. All the, all the laughter bad. in the world. <laughs> but moving on, let's but, talk about the dream. dream. Let, wait, let's just oh, give this a, Please, a further introduction. We're gonna talk about the school of which you all know. You probably won't get into. Harvard. Unless you've done some very cool things in your life. Harvard. Uh, yeah, Harvard. Let's talk about it. So, the deal was, and many of you might have heard of this, a Harvard debate team lost to a team of prison inmates in a debate, and they just, they just felt bad. It was at the Eastern New York Correctional Facility, and they, in mid-September, as a part of an initiative that the prisons were doing to, like, educate prisoners and things are along that line they debated the harvard team and they won that's awesome and you know i think the reason for this might be because they probably just have more perspective they also have more time honestly i think if you're thinking about it like when you're in prison there's not a lot else to do if you're going to dedicate yourself to one thing you know what i'm saying like you you wake up and of course there are meals but other than that, there's pretty much nothing else. Like, it's not really up to you because you're in a prison, sort of, forcibly. Like, yeah. you, you haven't just gone there on a vacation. <laughs> but you certainly have a lot of time to do research. And what's astonishing here, Dane, actually, is that the team could not use the internet. So they were forced to use purely books. Whoa. That could really be. That could really show a reflection of where society's going. Because think about things, we we search anything we need to know on the internet rather than look it up in a dictionary. I mean, I mean, <laughs> when we're looking things up in a dictionary, we're just reading words and we're kind of bored because you know it's a book. Let's be real, kids. But when we're on the internet, it's fascinating, you know. <laughs> Look. <laughs> You know what, Dane? I want to just segue in here into a CNN article I was reading recently, that which titles was "Why Some Thirteen-Year-Olds Check Social Media." 
a hundred times a day. And it led to this hashtag called hashtag being 13 where celebrities posted old photos of themselves at 13. And basically the whole article was about how like 13 year olds these days check social media so much and are so mean to each other and this and that. And you know what I have to say about that, Dan? Yes, Ethan? Middle schoolers will and always have been ruthless, incredibly mean. I mean, yeah, it's that age where their hormones and all that are changing and they're just super, just social life is life, you know? And, like, and I just think, like, campaigns like these and stuff like this are just old people, like, yelling at clouds. Like, there's nothing <laughs> you're going to be able to do about it. It's there. And honestly, your childhood was no better or worse than people's childhood now. Like, look at where... Look at where the educational system has gone from, like, the 1940s and the 1950s. We've progressed. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, so much. Not, I mean, not only the educational system, like, the how society, like, accepts everyone, yeah. it's just gotten better. I mean, obviously, it's not there, but it's, yeah. it's way better we've, than it ever has we've been. We've made progress. So, and I'm going to tie this into some politics, Jane, so excuse me here for all our political listeners. I just think it's such a habit. Especially for for old conservatives. Shout out the Republican Party. Shout out the Democrats. I love both of you equally. But it's a habit for some some re- old Republicans to sort of make out the 1950s as a sort of like glory year for America. Like Trump is like make America great again, and that's a common thing among conservatives. They're like, ooh, the 1950s were like the best period America ever had. I think if you talk to anybody other than a white male, you might figure out that the 1950s weren't such a great time. Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you state that, for anyone who's seen Grease, if you watch that movie, which is based on the 1950s, you think everything's good, but you really start to look at things from the perspective of all the people who aren't, you know, these white males, and you start to see... Oh my gosh, what the heck was wrong with American society? Like, I'm not saying we're perfect now, but I am saying I think we're living pretty awesome lives as teenagers and and youth growing up at this age rather than Look at look at CNN with their bold statistics. Like this is suddenly news. Like <laughs> 61% of teens said they wanted to see if their online posts are getting likes and comments. Like Teenagers and middle schoolers want attention. That's not news, CNN. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's news. That's been true since middle schoolers have been around. And, uh, you know, 21% of teens said they wanted to make sure no one said mean things about them. How is this in a news article on CNN? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, some things that are news... Are in CNN's news articles are are not too informative. Like also, why are seventy nine percent of teens okay with people saying mean things about them? That's not good. <laughs> yeah, they never. <laughs> There's a statistic they never really addressed. Right. I think that also shows how often when we look at youth in our country, we look at the glass half half empty. Half empty. Let's think about what students like. Let's think about how students can use social media to to give themselves a voice. You know, there's never been a time in the history of this country where the youth has been this strong. You know, how do you use social media, Dan? I use social media not only to connect with my friends, 
but also to share my opinions and be vocal about social injustices all over the world and our country, and I like to talk about them and share my opinions. <laughs> what about you, Ethan? <laughs> I use social media to know what Drake is doing at all times. Always got to check up on that hotline bling. That hotline bling. And ever since I met this, left the city, you... you. <laughs> Got a reputation for yourself. Nah. All right, all right. Let's talk about ISIS. The Islamic State. What's going on? Let's talk about Toyota. Let's. I mean... <laughs> so basically, the deal is... <laughs> the deal is, the U.S. Treasury is inquiring about the Islamic State's use of Toyota vehicles. How are they getting them? Why are they using them? Just basic questions that we should be asking about a Western company. Or, you know what, I'm sorry, Toyota I think is based somewhere in Asia. So you know what, but a company that's aligned itself with Western powers is busy with their trucks supporting the Islamic State, Dan. That is true, but I guess Toyota's, you know, their backup for, you know, helping technically the Islamic State is that Toyota is committed to comply fully with the laws and regulations of each country or region where we operate and require our dealers and distributors to do the same. Corporations lie all the time. For all we know, Toyota's giving them trucks for free. <laughs> I think that'd be a stretch, but... um you know, as as a part of the conspiracy club, it's always good to be optimistic about the the wrongs done by corporates, corporate companies. And you know why I love our country? The U.S. Why? Treasury was so passive-aggressive about this. The U.S. Treasury has indicated to Toyota the right procedures are in place to protect the company's supply chain integrity. That's so passive-aggressive, Dave. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, speaking of cars and... This whole thing going on. Let's talk about Volkswagen. Have you have you been up to date on that? Jeez. You know what? I haven't. Please fill me in, Dan. All right. So, um, Volkswagen. It's really um, a controversial thing, or not even controversial. It's just bad. Mm -hmm. So, since like 2006 or so, Volkswagen has released these cars that have this technology in them that are made so that they can pass these CO2 or carbon monoxide emissions tests done by um, whatever place, you know, checks up, on, regulates that. Like repair shops and stuff like that? No, no, it's it's done by the government. They check on... Is it actually? Yeah, they make sure that every car distributed, like when it's run through this test, oh, okay, does yeah. it right? I see. Uh, so that they're, like, you know, meeting the regulations they need to right. be safe for the environment. Anyways... So what Volkswagen did is they designed this system that made it so it cheated these tests and it went way over the legal emissions thing. And they also said that they were super good on their emissions. So they actually claimed to be environmentally friendly with like their Jetta models. The Audi, R uh, the Audi A3 hasn't since 2006. Yeah, there's a few cars out there that haven't. And anyways, this this whole scandal that's come out just the past two weeks has caused the CEO to step down. Fingers are being pointed at who's involved and who's in charge. People all over the company, whether they're high, highly ranked or low ranked, they some knew, some didn't. Uh, it's led to around 20... No, no, no I don't know. It, it's 
since there's millions of cars all over the world that have been produced since 2006 by Volkswagen, basically, uh, they have, in fact, made a very dramatic impact on our environment. So the question is, how much do they have to pay? What do they do? And is Volkswagen screwed in the long run now? I think... We should just disband Volkswagen. I honestly say straight uh, up. Just you know, like, sure you're 16. You want that white Jetta? Yeah. No. No. Don't support it's them. It's no longer going to exist. We're gonna. I want the company to be taken apart piece <laughs> by piece mm-hmm. and just destroyed. Straight up. Like we should give all of the people who didn't know great jobs. Yeah, they do. They do need jobs right. after that's we a need hun- yeah, a that's healthy a job market. But all the higher ups. I have no problem with them just being fired. It's really aggressive. What about serving time in prison? Because I want them to serve life in prison. Whoa. Look, straight up, I don't know why we trust companies. Companies are in the game to make money. And we all may have heard the saying, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. But I'm going to hate the player for a second here right now. Because hate you know the player. What? I'm going to hate the player because they made the game. They decided yeah. that it was their duty. They're the commissioners. Their, yeah. They decided they were going to make money, whatever means possible. You know, and Toyota is just a, a great example of a horrible company. But it's not, even, it's not even just Volkswagen. Like, so many other companies are doing this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's the corporate people. <laughs> <laughs> Those corporate people. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... A a girl who was 10 years old took down a uh, 13-foot gator with a crossbow uh, last week. Um, And this is all over the news because, I mean, I'm not one for animal cruelty or anything like that. You know, I mean, I am one for hunting if you need to and all that, but... Let's just go on and say that is badass. Yeah, look. She shot Whoa, a gator. Dane. She shot a gator dead in the back of the head, paralyzing it and killing it with one shot. Look. Right above the eyes. Do you know how I I mean, she's 10 years old. That that is impressive. But I just think that girl if if that kill is going to be okay for me morally. She needs to make use of the skin, which I'm She'll sure... She'll probably make alligator probably sausage. probably make some purses, maybe. Wallets, I don't know belts. if alligator skin is a thing in fashion. It, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I, I mean, if you're going to kill an alligator, you better be a thing in your fashion. I just want them to enjoy that alligator. Because as long as, <laughs> as, long as you're hunting... and you really you, enjoy it. <laughs> just really enjoy it. Make burgers, make some ceviche... <laughs> Make some sausage, put it in the freezer unthawed every Make morning. Make some ratatouille. <laughs> okay. <laughs> alligator ratatouille. I just want them to enjoy that alligator because you know what? Hunting is okay as long as you're making use of that animal. Yeah. 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 I agree. As, lo- as long as you're using it, which, which has not been done lately in c- current practices all over, then, then you're good. I agree. But, um... Ethan, is there anything else you wanted to touch on today? I'd like to give a couple shout-outs. I'd love to hear them. I'd like to shout-out my parents for creating me. I think that's God you're talking about, Ethan. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I'd like to shout-out my parents. (laughs)
All right, I'd like to uh, shout out uh, uh, Liam and Mike for making this all possible. I'd like to shout out Liam Clancy, the man who put this all together. If he would look up and look inside the booth, he would see our adoring faces gazing at him. I'd also like to shout out Ronald Reagan (laughs) for teaching me how not to be president. (laughs) <laughs> that is going to go over very poorly with a lot of people. Anyways, Ethan, let's leave them there. Uh, oh, let's shout out Sophie real quick. Sophie. Uh, she wanted a shout out. Did she? Mm-hmm. It's an awfully aggressive way to get a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, any hoozles. Uh, I think it's it's time to sign on off the love train. ba 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 We don't have any music for you right now. We'll we'll give you guys updates with what's going on with um, I mean on more serious topic, that boy in Syria. We'll um, give you updates with what's going on with uh, Richard Glossop on death row, uh, and we'll give you updates on uh, everything that you never would have like heard about. Had it not been for the love train. This has been each a, week. This has been a titillating episode. <laughs> Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you. Very much. Goodbye. <laughs> Salute.